welcome to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Lyon, and I want to thank you for joining me as we explore the world of small grains production and research at Washington State University. In each episode, I speak with researchers from WSU and the USDA ARS to provide you with insights into the latest research on wheat and barley production. If you enjoy the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast, do us a favor and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and leave us a review so others can find the show too. My guest today is Aaron Esser. Aaron is with WSU Extension in Lincoln and Adams counties. He has been with WSU for 23 years. In conjunction with his traditional extension program, he has served as chair for the WSU Wilkie Farm Management Committee for the last 10 years. The WSU Wilkie Research and Extension Farm is a 340-acre facility on the eastern edge of Davenport, Washington, in the intermediate rainfall zone. Hello, Aaron. Hello, Drew. So, uh, every crop year is unique across the region, and uh, 2022 is no different. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about what you are seeing across the area in relationship to the 2022 crop and overall environment this spring? Yeah, um, thanks, Drew. Um, Just at a quick glance, um, I've seen winter wheat across the region that looks excellent, um, but I've also seen some stuff that's not going to get harvested. And then there's certain instances where it may not have even got planted from last fall to, and it's too dry to seed this spring. But, you know, you mentioned that every year is unique, and that is true. Every year is unique. But 2022 is shaping up to, I guess, we're at WSU. So it might be appropriate to say 2022 saying, hold my beer. And, and when I look at that, Drew, there's really three things that, that come to mind. Um, the risk— there's reward, and then the ultimate trump card is Mother Nature. And when I look at the risk, you know, and, and we talk about the risk, the rewards, and Mother Nature, we've seen all these before. We've experienced them all before, but maybe not to the same extent and the combination that we're seeing in 2022. With the risk, I'm talking about supply chain issues and the cost of doing business in 2022 there's nothing like we've seen in in the ag industry and the wheat industry here in the Pacific Northwest. This will be I, I can't imagine it's not going to be the most expensive winter or the ex- most expensive wheat crop that we've ever put in the ground. I know just at the Wilkie Farm, I have ninety three dollars an acre just invested in fertilizer on, on one of the on one of the farms or one of the fields with winter wheat. Um, when I look at Solution Thirty Two. At the farm in 2021 in the spring, just last year, I paid $1.79 a gallon for Solution 32. Um, last fall, I paid $2.62 a gallon. So that's up 46% from fall versus spring. When I look at what I don't know what it's going to be yet this spring, I haven't got those numbers, but my guess is it's going to be well up over 140% of what it was last year. When I look at Roundup, you know, last spring I bought Roundup for about $19 a gallon. Um, I just picked up a, sh- a little shuttle of Roundup last week for the Wilkie Farm, and it was $56 a gallon. And that's about a 190% increase um, from the previous year. And then we look at diesel, another number that's kind of that's been out there and kind of put some perspective to it. You know, last year I spent $2.42 a gallon. Granted, I don't have big storage tanks 
and I just take my slip tank and pick it up at the at the pump. And last year it was two dollars and forty two cents. This spring, my first slip tank that I that we filled up was four dollars and sixty four cents a gallon. So I'm looking at an increase of ninety two percent right there. So you know we've seen high fuel prices, we've seen Roundup up or herbicides up, and we've seen fertilizer go up, but not all at the same the same period and the same time. Now let's talk about the rewards, and that's the commodity prices across the board. The levels we're um, we're at levels that we rarely experience. Um, 2021, the um, I sold the soft white crop at the Wilkie farm and I ever $6.77. And you might be thinking, ooh, I've heard of some someone's better. Well, we did some forward contracting on that and probably brought the price down a little bit. Um, just a few weeks ago, I forward contracted about 10% of my um, anticipated production this year and I have $9.33. So we are seeing an increase in the commodity price as well of about 38% right there. I'm anticipating canola is going to be upwards of 50% over what we saw maybe last year. And then the, the legumes and stuff are in a very similar spot. So it's not hard for farmers to find a, a product that's easy, that has a, a strong market price on it. And, and we've seen prices go up and down and stuff, but, you know, it's very rare that we find wheat, canola, and the legumes all up at once. Okay, now let's talk about the mother nature and when I go back and look at the years that were similar to over the last 10 years to what we see right now, um, I'm looking at moisture from September or precipitation from September through March, where we're kind of currently at in our crop year. And we've recorded seven inches of precipitation so far. And when I go back and look over the last 10 years, that's the second driest year that we've recorded. Um, we average 8.9 inches of precip. So we're down about 23% or 21% in soil moisture from, from just that. Um, our driest year, by the way, was 2021, where that same period we only recorded 6.8 inches of moisture. Now looking at soil samples, what is that showing for moisture? Uh, I don't have all my soil samples back yet, but the ones I do have back, we're averaging 8 inches of, of moisture, total moisture, in the top 4 feet. Um, our nine-year average is 9.1 inches of moisture. So our soil moisture is down um, 12% over what we've experienced, you know, what our average is. And our driest year that we ever had was over the last 10 years, I guess, was in 2014, where we only had 5.6 inches of moisture in four feet. So we're doing a lot better than 2014, but both precipitation and soil moisture were at the second driest year's and over the last 10. Okay, so um, with those numbers, uh, what do you think it means for yields for the 2022 crop? <laughs> um, Put on that prognostication cap so we can come back and uh, tell you how wrong you were, but and what I, do you see? You know, I really hope I am wrong on the, on the wrong side of the ledger here, Drew. Um, years, you know, 2022 years that were very similar to, to this so far at this stage was 2021, which was last year, and then 2013, and then 2014. Just looking at that precipitation from September through March. Um, you know, when I go back and look at what we did for winter wheat, averaged over those three years, 
we averaged at the farm 64 bushel an acre. Our 10-year average is 73 bushel. So winter wheat was down about 12% over our 10-year average. Spring wheat over those three years averaged 34 bushel an acre. And over our 10-year average, we average about right at 40 bushel an acre. So we're down about 13% on spring wheat. And then canola over those three years, we average just right, right at 1,000 pounds an acre. And when you look at our 10-year average, we average um, 1,133 pounds an acre. So we're down about 9%. And those are numbers, you know, to help farmers put a perspective on what they're doing with their management and making sure that they're making management decisions accordingly and not let some of these, um, you know, you hear about the prices, you hear about the cost of this and the price of this and everything else, but how to compartmentalize it and how to sort it out so you can make good financial decisions on your farm. I think it's important to keep these things in um, in perspective. Um very important when you start looking at the overall yields and what's realistic out there. Okay, so so rather unprecedented circumstances this year, looking at the uh, cost of inputs, uh, potential commodity prices, and weather. Uh, what are some of the things you're doing at the WSU Wilkie Farm um, this year that might be relevant for other farmers to think about? The Small Grains website really does have a lot of tools on it, and I'm really proud with the team we work that we've been working with and putting that website together and the amount of useful resources on it. And I think every grower out there can glean something that's really going to help them through through this time. When you look at one of the resources, a post-harvest nitrogen efficiency calculator that's on there, what all farmers from last year should know their protein. When you know you're yielding your protein, you put that in there. It'll tell you how many pounds of nitrogen you hauled off of the field, how many pounds of nitrogen you should have potentially in the field. You know, so with these high fertilizer prices, the return on managing that fertilizer is more important today than than we've seen. And that's one of those tools that can really help farmers manage it. Um, the new spring wheat um, nitrogen fertilizer calculator that Isaac Matson developed this year and and put on there. It's a great tool for farmers to really get a handle on what to do for spring canola. I know we've seen a lot of more spring canola acres across the PNW. And when you look at that and then with the yield and the, that's out there, it can really help you um, improve your overall fertilizer management. The wheat nitrogen application calculator that's on there. Another one, you know your realistic yields, what you have in your soil, and then what you should be applying for for the yields. Um, there's also the spring wheat calculator on there. And that once again, will help you give you some, some perspective of what you're seeing with your soil moisture, precipitation, and help you plan accordingly. You know, now Wilkie, you know, we've had some of the things, one of the biggest questions that we get that I've been getting is on burn down for spring seeding. Will 20 ounces of Roundup be enough? You know, and that, those type of questions really scare me. And I'm going to say at Wilkie, we did go with our standard program of 32 ounces. And yes, it cost over $14 an acre, a tough pill to swallow. But when I look at it long term, what we've been doing on the farm and what our program is, you know, 
understanding what you can get away with and what you can't based on what you've done in the past and what your plan is moving forward. And if you're going to be reducing those roundup rates, which may or may not be a good plan, make sure you're taking every other detail um, and getting that correct. Are you using the best surfactant you can put with that Roundup? Are you spraying in ideal conditions? You know, and those factors, if you have really good conditions, a good surfactant, and a low weed population, yeah, you may not need to go at 32 ounces. Maybe you can. We chose to go at 32 ounces at the farm because we really do have a lot of green out there, uh, more than I anticipated. When I look at the what we're doing with our winter wheat crop, we're done spending money on it for the most part, um, um, especially on the fertilizer side. And we're really lucky we do have very low weed pressure within the crop. And it's not going to require a, a tremendous amount to keep that crop clean. Um, dark northern spring wheat, that's what we're putting in at the Wilkie Farm. And you might say, oh, you know, why are you raising dark northern spring wheat? And, you know, last year we got docked for protein. So this year maybe I want to get paid for a little bit of protein. Plus, we also need the Clearfield traits, so we are going with, with, um, with dark northern spring wheat. Um, just putting those numbers, what we have for soil moisture and precipitation in that yield calculator, it says we're going to have about 48 bushel an acre. And historically, that yield calculator at the farm has been, it overestimates my yield over the long term by almost 30%. So we're not quite going for 48 bushel, but we, but we have... Um, fertilize the crop or we're going to be fertilizing for 44 bushel an acre. And so overall that with starter fertilizer and deep band, we're going to be putting on 28 pounds of nitrogen, 12 pounds of phosphorus, and four pounds of sulfur. And that should be more than enough to get up to upwards of 44 bushel an acre, which when I look at historic, um, those three years that are very similar to this, we're even overshooting that. So it should be a little bit on the over fertilized side. On spring canola, um, we don't really have a good yield predictor per se, um, a tool out there, but history can tell us a lot. And, you know, those three years that were similar were a little over a thousand pounds an acre. Um, I fertilize or the, um, spring canola crop this year is going to be fertilized for 1300 pounds an acre. And we're going to be playing 32 pounds of nitrogen, 12 pounds of phosphorus and four pounds of sulfur on that. And that's, Understanding because what we have in the soil and then what we're applying to get to those, what I'm thinking are probably more realistic yields. Okay. So um, appreciate your uh, outlook for the coming year and, and hearing what you're doing at the Wilkie Farm. You mentioned several calculators on the Small Grains website. Uh, do you have any other additional resources that you think would be useful for farmers? Um one of the other things that's on, on the Small Grains website is we do have the Wilkie Production and Economic Reports on there, and they go all the way back to 2013. And if you remember 2013 and 2014 were two years that I talked about that were very similar to what we were experiencing in 2021 and what 2022 is shaping up to be. So I think just going back and looking at what we did back then, and I've spent a lot of time looking at it, and maybe, I guess, hopefully not trying to make some of those same mistakes I felt we made back in 2013 and 2014. Um, very important. The variety testing app. You know, when you start looking at do you need fungicides on wheat and this and that, 
understand and trust the numbers of what you have in the ground. If it has very good stripe rust resistance and good foot rot resistance, you probably don't need, to, you're not going to see a return on your investment with the fungicide, especially with the drier year that we're having and where we're at with the rust, rust um, forecast. So understanding what you have there for numbers, same thing on your spring varieties. Um, understand the numbers that you're putting in the ground and what they're bred to do and capitalize on that. Very important. Um, if you have issues in the field that you're not sure what's going on, we have the plant diagnostics clinic. Um, Cassandra Bates is always willing to help and she'd be a great resource if you have issues that you're not sure and to make sure you get them taken care of because the last thing you want is you may have an issue this year. You don't want that same issue next year and maybe even on a larger scale. So understand what you have now so you don't repeat in, into the future. All right, Aaron, I always appreciate you coming on and, and uh, telling us a little bit about what's going on at the Wilkie Farm and what implications that may have for others. We'll see how your uh, prognostications go. Um, it's tough to outguess Mother Nature and all the other factors that seem to be affecting uh, farming these days. But I do think uh, it's important for our growers to, to be cautious out there this year. This is a very different year. Yeah, keeping things, I maybe keeping it real and understanding where you're at. All right. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Drew. Thanks for joining us and listening to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. If you have questions or topics you'd like to hear in future episodes, please email me at drew.lyon, that's L-Y-O-N, at wsu.edu. You can find us online at smallgrains.wsu.edu and on Facebook and Twitter at WSU Small Grains. The WSU Wheat Beat Podcast is a production of Connors Communications and the College of Agricultural, Human, and Natural Resource Sciences at Washington State University. I'm Drew Lyon. We'll see you next time. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by guests of this podcast are their own and does not imply Washington State University's endorsement.